this is the type of thing that um, you need to understand. Guys, I, I, I've changed my sermon, so it won't be on the board. Um, so they're handing out Bibles. If anybody that doesn't have a Bible, um, and y'all are spoiled because it's always on the board. But, um, but um, this is the type of thing. <clears throat> One of the hardest things to do is, is live by faith. A lot of people claim faith, uh, but really what they're saying is, I, I don't mind doing something as long as I know the money's in the bank. Okay? Um, you want to grow? You want to do something awesome? Step up and do something that the money ain't in the bank. Amen? I mean, I, you know, um, I've really always struggled my whole ministry life with church boards. If you've ever been on a church board with me, um, you know that, that uh, you know, if somebody looks at me and says, well, we don't have the money, that ain't a popular person. You know, it's just not. I, I'm just not good at that kind of stuff. Um, listen, if you have an inkling that God wants you to go, God will provide. You want to grow and develop in 2018, you need to step up and step out and say, you know what? You know, I'm going to go. I go because I hold stuff. Because you don't want me to build nothing. Amen? You know, I make good coffee. Well, according to me, it's good coffee. And, uh, and, and, and I hold stuff, and I got all kinds of energy from all that coffee. So... Um, and, and let me tell you this, I, I see uh, Betsy um, moving into place uh, to help someone who maybe struggles a little with the Spanish. We do now have the apparatus to, for someone to sit in the back and, and, and translate my sermon. Now, everybody said, now you got to slow down. That's probably not going to happen, so, um, but they'll do the best they can. So, uh, but we have that, Bets. And so um, it, it, it's here. We just haven't had time. It's been a busy week. But I, I first want to say thank you and God bless our school. This week has been a rough week. And all those sissy public schools that took off, you know. Um, no, and I understand. I, uh, those children have to walk and everything. Um, we were able to stay open, guys. Praise God. And um, uh, the ladies came in, and I know they were cold. And, but they got here. Nobody complained that I know of. Um, you know, um, I guess there was one guy that complained to Stan, but Stan just looked like he was the guy to complain to. So, um, but no, praise God. Um, praise God. It, what a week. Uh, got this beautiful flooring in, and it'll be finished up tomorrow. And uh, God gave us all the money. You know, God gave us all the money. I didn't have to ask y'all, and you know, uh, but that's coming. But, um, but um, you know, it, God gave us all the money, and this is just a testament uh, to what God can do. Amen? Over the last 20 years, God has taught me one thing. I can't do anything. We could stop right here and have prayer and go home. Amen? Let's do it. Seriously. It, I have a lot of personality. And I have a lot of fortitude. And if you don't believe that, 
mess with my family or my friends. Um, that's just who I am. Ezekiel, man, has a forehead like flint. That's me. And in my case, it's a big forehead. What are you laughing at, Russ? But over the last 20 years, God shut me down. And I mean, I went through the depression stage. I went through the anger stage. I went through the frustration stage. I, my wife sometimes wanted me just to go. I could promise you, because I am not a good person to be around when I'm not getting what I want. Anybody else here say amen, you know, and I want what I want and I want it. Let's see. Now, I ain't into that wait on the Lord stuff. You know, it's hard. I know it. Let's be honest. You know, it's easy to talk about this stuff. It's another thing to do it. So, you know, very, very, very important. And I've been praying for this church. This month, I've been here 10 years. And, and we've, got, we've gone through some stuff, haven't we? Um, but in the end, God's in control. Okay? Um, there have been times that, um, you know, I've asked the, the DS to shut this thing down. I'm going to be honest. I, I've gone, man, this is a hole. You know, let's shut this thing down. This is, this is nuts. Um, there have been times where I just wanted to leave. Um, there have been times that I just... And here's what I've gotten to. It's time. It's time. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am not here to be like the world. This is not a show. Okay? This is not a pretty show. I'm not ever smooth enough, and everybody knows this. I'm never smooth enough to be one of them big-time pastors that's smooth. If it needs to be said, I have this bad habit of just saying it. And, and I, I wish, I pray for smooth. I really do. I pray, God, help me to be smooth. And God's like, yeah, right. You're a prophet. You're not pretty. But kids, it's time. It's time. Let me tell you about a couple of situations I've been in. When we went to Texas, the place was as dead as a doorknob. I mean, just, oh my goodness. Uh, oh, my goodness, you know, and I just started praying around the altar every, every morning at six o'clock, and little by little, people started saying, what's that crazy doing at the church at six o'clock, and little by little, people started praying with me, and, that, and, and, and most of the time, we had between five and 15, mostly guys, I'm going to be honest, it was, wasn't a guy thing, it was just very few ladies came, um, and folks, growing up, we had these things called revivals. You ever go to one of them things? You know, um, it, was, it was bad. 
Because all it was was some dude got up and entertained us, and we were like, ooh and ah, because he entertained better than the preacher. I had this dude come to do a revival. And Scotty's a nice guy, but he can't preach his way out of a wet paper bag. No, I'm serious. Dude's awful. But we were praying. And God came. And people that barely showed up or showed up when there wasn't nothing better to do, um, nice people, good people, but weren't Christian. All of a sudden, they were our Sunday school teachers. All of a sudden, they were at prayer meeting. All of a sudden, they were stepping up. All of a sudden, and to this day, I'm still hearing from them all over the country. God came. Revival came. People got set free. People became the men and women of God that they were created to be. You know? And those that didn't want it just kind of stood there and watched. And they were like, gee whiz, we've never seen anything like this. Well, join in, stupid. I mean, join in. Amen? Come on in. You know? I mean, that thing grew so fast that, that we literally had to have a second service. And it just, it was cool because lots of times people fight over, you know, when they're going to have the service and all that kind of stuff. We didn't. We had one at 8. We had one at 11. It, it split down the middle. And, you know, the only thing we had was about 10 old ladies that had to come to both of them because they had to see who was there. And I had to call them down uh, in, the, in the second service because they already heard the service. So they're back there talking during the sermon. Ladies, you know, I didn't care. Just, you know, it's just funny. People were getting saved. We had one lady. I remember she was a male character. She said, you will never see my husband darken the door of this church. I will never forget the day her husband was at an altar prayer getting saved. See, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Church is boring to me. But God ain't. No, I'm serious. You can have all the music you want. You can have all the pretty preaching you want. You can have all the gifts and all the pizza parties and all that kind of stuff. And that's fine. I don't care. But without God, it's worthless. It's just worthless. You know? We had great tragedy there and heartache. And I guess that was the attack and, and everything. And we, we moved to New Jersey. And, and, and we, um, we, we went to a, a place that had 10 people in a living room. And over the next five, six years, guys, hundreds and hundreds of people came to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. People, you know, and I, I always say this, and I, I just think it was really cool that that church had many very rich people. But there was a hell's angel, a couple of hell's angels came to the, to the church, got saved, and there was a, 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 a multimillionaire and a hell's angel at the altar hugging each other in prayer. You know? One of them hell's angels that got saved got melanoma cancer because he was too stinking stubborn to go to the doctor. And about six to nine months after he got saved, he was about to die. And we prayed, but God, and he was cool with it. 
He was, he was good with not being healed. He, was, he knew where he was heading. He knew who he was in Christ. It, it didn't bother him. And uh, we were doing a baptism service, and he um, um, hadn't walked for probably a month or so. And um, guys, he called and said, Pastor, I'm probably not going to live till next Sunday. Um, could you baptize my family? Uh, one of the guys in the church had an indoor pool. We put it together. About 200 people show up. I had no idea how they found out. Um, my man, they, ro- they wheelchaired him up to the back of the pool, wh- to the steps. Dude got up, walked in the pool. I baptized him. He got, walked back to his chair hit his chair, and two days later, he died. See, God's really cool. God's really powerful. God's really almighty. God really, really is. You know, this church stuff is boring. But this God stuff is really cool. You know? Let me ask you a question. Are you actually into the God stuff? No, I'm serious. And here's the coolest part. Today, if you want to, he's done all the heavy lifting. He's done all the hard work. All you have to do is decide that you're going to step up into the God thing. No, I'm serious. You know, instead of going out here and going, yeah, my relatives need to get saved. You start praying and you start fasting and you start praying and you start fasting and you start expecting God to do something and Almighty God can do what we can't do. We could never begin to accomplish, never, never ever be able to do. I'll never forget, there was one couple been, and they had been divorced for 10 years in my church in Texas, I'm sorry. And they came up to me after the service on Sunday morning and said, Pastor, we'd like to get remarried. And I said, well, come on to the service tonight. We did the wedding in the middle of service, and we went out to Godfather's Pizza for the reception. See, that's a God thing. That's, That's a God thing. You know. Folks, it's time. It's time. You, you have to understand something. I don't care if this physical church survives or not. It's time for a God thing. I don't care what that looks like. You know, I, I, I don't care. It may be that we have one big mass celebration on Sunday, but, but folks, it may mean that we just need to start churches in different neighborhoods. I don't care. Whatever God wants, that's what we need to do, okay? And that's what we're going to do, okay? And Or you can be like those people, just sit and watch. And, I, and I'm going to be honest, you don't want to do that. i never forget, there was one kid, we were having a prayer around the altar for healing or something like that, I can't remember what it was. And he's standing back there, and he's been a part of the church for 400 years. His father was a pastor, and he, got a, he failed, and just, you know, diff, different things like that. The dude's standing back there, and I went, Kelly, do you, do you want to be a part of this? Yeah. I said, well, get up here. What are you waiting on? What's holding you back, man? Like they say on that Wheel of Fortune or whatever, come on down. I'm serious. God has something, what? 
Huh? Y'all know what it is. You put it into proper context. <coughs> Some people, that's all they're here. Do you know my pastor taught, said the wrong game shot? He said, wheel or fortune. Get saved. Um, but in all seriousness, guys, this is for everybody. This is for everybody. This is for every one of you. God wants to fill you. God wants to baptize you. God wants to make you a witness. You know, in, in Acts chapter one, let's, let's, let's go there for just a second. Don't worry, I won't go past 12. You can get the horses for the Baptist. Chapter 1. Look at verse 5. I'm just going to go through this. There's no real outline today. John baptized with water. But in a few days, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You see, folks... When you're baptized with water, that's powerful. But when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's almighty. Folks, let me ask you a question. Are you baptized in the Holy Spirit or are you still in charge? You see, when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit kills you. Well, I can just hear people talking now. Pastor said, we're going to die. No. And I'm serious. You need to ask yourself, am I still in control? Am I still calling the shots? Lisa and I, uh, we, we read a certain uh, scripture together each day. And the thing that God's been showing me is every time they chose for themselves, everything got all messed up. Now, I mean, just, just think about it through the word. Every time they chose for themselves, they made the decision. Everything got all messed up. Let me ask you a question. Are you still choosing for yourself? Well, if you're still choosing for yourself, it's because you don't trust God. And you can't actually be in Christ and not trust God. Are you with me? Here's the thing you need to understand. You can't get there on your own. You can only get there when God's Holy Spirit comes into your mind and your heart and your soul and burns out your self or selfishness or the old man. And I'm watching a lot of very weak people spiritually who barely get by. And the reason you're barely getting by, (coughs) excuse me, 
is not because you're a bad person. It's because you're still in control. You're still your own strength. You're still your own wisdom. You're still making the decisions for yourself. And as long as you can, you do that, you have to understand, you have to make it happen. You ever try to make it happen on your own? Seriously. It's a very dangerous place to be. This morning is a great day to make a decision. I am going to allow God's Holy Spirit to come to the very center of who I am and burn out any of the selfishness, any of the control, or any of the doubt and lack of faith that's still controlling my mind and heart. See, it's time to quit saying, well, I think I'd like to, but it's time to get rid of the but. Amen? It's time, guys. It's time. And I'm talking to everybody, whether you've been in this church for 500 years or you've been in this church, this is the first time. This is your day. This is a great day. It really is. And then you go to verse 8. Guys, I'm serious as a heart attack. Verse 8 says that when God's Holy Spirit comes on us, we will be witnesses. And you have to understand, the word there for witness is martyros. What word do you think we get from that? Martyr. And a martyr is willing to give up their life for Jesus Christ. Not play some stupid little religious game that you just kind of show up and hope you get what you get. A martyr is a person who says, you know what? No matter what it costs me, no matter how embarrassed I may become, no matter what, I'm going to leave this church today and I'm going to stand up for Christ and I'm going to live before people in such a way that they see the value of having Jesus Christ as the center of their lives too. Honestly, evangelism is is about 80%, 20% talk. 80% it's how you live. You could tell them they knew Jesus all you want, all they want, but if you're a crook or a jerk, they probably don't want your Jesus. Are you with me? But you know what? God's Holy Spirit wants to come to the very center of who you are and get rid of the garbage and set you free so that you can look at your neighbors and you can look at your workmates and you can look at your family and you can look at them different and you can step back and you can say, I don't know how you're going to do it, God. And if you want to use me, that's great. But if you don't, I don't care. All I care about is somehow my family and my friends and my neighbors know your love and experience your grace and know your power and are set free from the garbage of this world. We got to quit talking about this. I'll say it again. Y'all missed it. We've got to quit talking about this. 
Church is wonderful for talking and having committee meetings. Anybody ever been on a church committee? You sit there and talk till 10 o'clock at night and nothing's decided because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. As the kids used to say, gag me with a spoon. We've got to quit talking about evangelism. We've got to quit talking about reaching a lost world. And we've got to, by the power and glory of God, begin to do it. And I'm not talking about the church. (coughs) I'm talking about you because you are the church. Does that make sense, guys? I hear this all, well, the church ought to. Well, if the church ought to, you need to be in the front of the lina. Amen? You know, got to, got to put this together, guys. Then we get to verse 14 of, of, of um, Acts chapter 1. And you know what they did? It's really hard. It's really complex. You know what the church did? The church came together and prayed. Keep going? Okay. My wife just gave me the signal to move on. They came together and they prayed. Are you with me? And they prayed. And they prayed. And they prayed. And they prayed until the promise of God's Holy Spirit came. When God's Holy Spirit came, there was about a million different languages in that room. Somehow God gave them the ability to communicate to each other. They came together as one in Christ. They understood each other. They lifted up the praises of God. And God developed the church. You got to hear something, guys. We're not the church until God's Holy Spirit comes. We're a program. Are you with me? God wants to come. The question is, are you in? Are you in? I had somebody tell me they were leaving the church the other day. I went, oh, okay, but you can't leave what you were never in. Well, I've never. I know, you never. That's the problem. I'm tired. I'm sorry. I'm tired of telling you you're okay, and then I can't count on you. If I can't count on you, I'm telling you right now, it's okay. You can go to judgment on that. But the bottom line is, I'm telling you, I don't think you're okay. Because when people are right with God and full of God's Holy Spirit, I can count on them. Let me tell you something. Please don't, you know, I don't have my special. I don't have my favorites. But when Roy and Diane and Pastor and Sylvia are gone on a Sunday, I know a month before. They're like, oh, well, we're sorry, but, you know, we're, we're going to go away. And I, I give them special dispensation, and it's okay, and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You say, well, I, I, that's kind of crazy. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's called being responsible. 
I'm sorry. We need to be responsible people. We need to be people that when something needs to be done, you can be counted on. Amen? Oh, but I had something else to do. Why? You knew we come together as a body on Sunday. Why did you let something come between you and that? Can't you start it at one? No, I'm serious. Oh, well, they really wanted me to go. Grow up and tell them. Come to church with me and we'll go after that. We'll get the horses. Don't worry about it. No, I'm serious, guys. When, when a church body is a church body, we're all functioning as one. We're all doing it as one. We're seeing God do something great as one. We're excited together as one. We hurt together as one. We're just one. You know, we're not a group of people who show up on Sunday morning and as quickly as we possibly can, we hit that back door and get out of there. No, we get to know each other. We hear each other. When we come in at 10 o'clock, and we do start at 10 o'clock. If you could get to work at 8, you could get to church by 10. Okay? I want you to hear this. I want people back there praying with each other. I love the donuts. Coffee's great. I got my secrets. But I want you to hear this. It ain't about the coffee and the donuts. It's about us. It's about us. Together. In Christ. And I got your back. And I'm with you. And when you're down, I'm lifting you up. And when you're crazy, I'm pulling you down. Amen? And we're, we're going we're, we're to work this together. A man, you know, it went on, and the same guy who denied Jesus three times. Don't worry, I'm going to have you out by 12. The same guy who denied Jesus three times stood up in the face of all those people and preached one of the greatest sermons in all of human history. And man, at the end of that sermon, people's heart were breaking. People's hearts were like, man, I got to have some of that. You know, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And he said, you need to be saved and you need to be baptized. Amen. And 3,000 people were added to their number that day. Why did God add 3,000 people? Because they were ready. They weren't playing stupid little religious games. No more. They had been filled and baptized with God's Holy Spirit. They, could, they were people that could be counted on. They weren't playing games. They were going to become the men and women that God created them to be. They were going to do the will of God at whatever cost. Are you with me? Is anybody with me? Everybody still love me? Do any of you still love me? Right. And they said, you know what? Whatever. And they came together. They came together on a daily basis. And they prayed. And they sat under the pastor. I'm going to be honest. I've kind of given up on having stuff during the week. 
Breaks my heart. I've got so much that I want to pour into you, but I don't know when to do it because everybody's too busy. I'm going to, I'm just being honest. Everybody's too busy. Man, I've, man, uh, God is just pouring into me and pouring into me, and I, I'm just looking for a place to pour it out. But I don't know what to do because everybody's so busy. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. Okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm just pleading with you kind of right now. I don't know what to do, you know. But they came together, and they prayed, and they they ate together and they took communion together. And if somebody had a need, guess what they did? They didn't say, be warm and be fed. We'll pray for you. They met the need. Amen. And let me tell you something about your church. If you give to this church, you wouldn't believe how much money from this church goes out to people who are in need. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And I'm probably bad about not communicating that because I don't want to embarrass people. But let me tell you something. You got leadership. You got, we've even got a, a, um, a treasure. Usually a treasure is a pain in the neck. She ain't here, so you can tell her about that when, I, when she... Verna doesn't even ask a question. She just writes the check. She doesn't even look in the book and see if it's there. Amen? We've been able to pour thousands of dollars into people at at your school because of the grace and glory of God. Are you with me? Are you with me? You know. And you know what else happened at the end? Again, God added to their number people who were being saved. How come when nobody's getting saved, we aren't bothered? How come when nobody's getting saved through our personal lives, we aren't bothered? I'm not crushing you. I'm not nailing at you. I'm not being negative. But why aren't we bothered by that? When we see marriages around us failing, why aren't we bothered When we see people financially and professionally failing, why are we not bothered? What I mean by bothered is, why are we not at the altars praying, on our knees at home praying, praying that God will do great and mighty and powerful things and we'll know exactly what God would have us to do? Amen? Are you with me? This is a great day. And we may be 5'10 after, I'm sorry. Somebody go get the kids from the older kids, please. Kids, this is the day. He, they got them. This is a good day. This is a good day for you and me to go home and ask ourselves what's holding me back? What's holding me back from being at the center of the will of God? What's holding me back from being at the center of the body of Christ that God has me in? What's holding me back? 
What's holding me back from being a witness to those people that I'm around? What's holding me back from showing the love and grace and and finances of Jesus Christ to those who need it? What's holding me back? What's holding us back? Are you with me? Guys, that's, listen, this world ain't looking for entertainment. They got Beyonce. And I'm going to be honest, I I could even get plugs in my hair and I ain't going to be as pretty as Beyonce. Amen? All the guys are afraid to say amen. They want the love and power and grace and mercy and kindness and goodness of God. We've gotten off track. We've gotten off track. And it's, they, listen, there ain't a not nice person and there ain't nothing going on around here that ain't good. Nothing. It's all good. My question is, is it God? Is it God? Is it God in your life? Are you doing his will? Are you at the center of his will? Are you at the center of his word? Are you at the center of his power? Are you at the center of his healing? Are you at the center of his church? Or are you just kind of hang around the periphery and get little tidbits when God wants you at the center eating a big old stinking smorgasbord? Amen? Amen? We're going to have communion now, and that's why I have the kids come in. Because they love to take communion. Isn't it great that our, love, our kids love to take communion? Isn't that cool? I'm going to say something. It's going to sound harsh. But it's not. If you're not going to decide that this is your day. That you are going to allow God's Holy Spirit to do the great work in your life that he wants to do. Don't take communion today. Please, don't. But if you do, then you glory in the fact that there ain't nothing impossible through the one at the center of who you are. Amen? Amen? What I need you to do is come up the center aisle when you decide. And you take a a cup and you take a a wafer. And they're good because they're good things that uh, Verna makes. And not them old wafers you stick to top your mouth. Remember them things? That's nasty. I know that's got nothing to do with this. but (laughs) But you make a decision. I'm all in. I'm all in to God. He's going to work in me. And he's going to work through me. People around me are going to be impacted by the grace and the power of Jesus Christ from today on. My friends and my family, in God's time and in God's methodology, are absolutely going to know about his love. And about his grace. And about his salvation. And about what he wants to do in and through their lives. This is a good day. This is your day. Don't eat or drink when you go back 
uh, to your place. We'll do that together as a community, okay? But you're welcome.